With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries. We're on the air. These are called Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. And what of today, we're going to teach about the key to the kingdom. The key to the kingdom. What does that mean? What does it mean, keys to the kingdom? The thing is, it's all about knowledge. Knowledge is power. Little knowledge, little power. A lot of knowledge, a lot of power. The Bible talks about knowledge. And how he gives it to us, he gives us by the scriptures. Everything is written in the word. That's why we have John 1, 1 says, in the beginning, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. If you'll understand that every letter of the Hebrew letters has a meaning. Every word has a purpose. You were born not by accident, but on purpose. God sent us down here to train, to learn how to operate love in the kingdom of his dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The more you understand that, the more you'll understand that the scriptures were written to teach us how to think. And the more you understand that, the more you'll get wisdom, the more you'll get understanding, the more you'll get knowledge. Because God doesn't want us to be ignorant. He wants us to be knowledgeable. And that's what knowledge is, knowledgeable, that we'll be able to operate against the kingdom of darkness. For this is not our home. We're passing through. We're pilgrims. And we're not, this is not our final resting place, not now, not until after our Lord and Savior comes back and takes over this world. There's so much for us to learn, so much needs to be understood, so much that needs to be spoken correctly so that we may mature or get understanding or knowledge in the body of Christ. We're here to learn and then to teach others. That's why Jesus said, Make disciples, make learners of them. But you can't teach something you don't know yourself. So this is why we have this broadcast. So I will give you keys or ways to understand the Bible. And the more you understand the Bible, the more it will change your life. It will change your perspective. It will give you power to where you can be able to see things that other people can't see. There's people in my church now, they said they see demons. They used to couldn't see that. Others are now understanding that the demons can't scare them if they don't let them. You know, the Bible tells us very clearly, I have not given you a spirit of fear. But he said, I give you power. That's where you need to stop right there. Power. What is power? You've got to understand what is power. And how do I uh, operate in this power? And the way it goes all the way back to Psalm, I mean, it goes back to St. John, where it says, in the beginning was the word. The scientists call it the Big Bang. 
But what it is, it was the word that has power, dutiness. It's the one that either uh, that gets things out of its way or can destroy it. That's why our Bible says our God is a consuming fire. Does that mean he's on fire and everything? The thing is, you have to have the understanding of what is being said. So here we go. When it says the keys to the kingdom, we have to understand what is that talking about, what knowledge is it putting toward us. Today I asked uh, a lot of the members of our church, what is the word Pharaoh means? And I've taught it over and over again, but you'd be surprised, only one person out of all the people, only one person got it right. But that's the thing. You have to practice. This is how the key operates. You got to practice something over and over and over again. Because the devil's been practicing for 6,000 years how to destroy you. You got to understand there's a way that you can live and that he won't destroy you. Well, everybody's got to die. No, everybody's got ain't got to taste death. Transition from one area to another. And the body will stay here, but your soul will move on to where it needs to go. But in the meantime, you need to know how to handle life's problems. When it says pick up your cross daily, daily, that means life burdens. All right, let us pray. Gracious and wonderful Father who supplies all of our needs as we come before the throne room of grace and mercy and peace and love, let them understand what that means. And, Father, that they have the joy of the Lord to be their strength as they start to go forth in the battles of what we have right now here on the earth, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The people are not the problems, but against principalities, powers, against wicked rules of the darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Father, as we start to be developed in the, as to be the sons and daughters of God, as we start to see the scriptures that gives us power, which is the word of God, which is your son, that we are redeemed from the law of sin and death that says we have no power, but we have great power as we have great understanding and that the word light means more than just a light bulb or something like that, but it shows us, gives us an understanding of what is the spirit and what we are. We are spiritual beings if we accept the word of God. If we don't accept it, then we look forward to judgment. Now, most people say, let's talk about the goodness of God, the kindness of God, the loving of God. But I'm trying to tell you, there is a judgment coming. And that's why we have to warn the people because he said, I will not do nothing except that I tell my prophets first. And we thank you for these prayers that we're doing, Father, that your prayers as your word and your word is our prayers and that we are able to seek you with our whole heart when we understand. Father, we come to give you the grace that you've given us, the courage to go on for what you did for us and the love you've shown for us that we have shown for others. We do this in Jesus Christ's mighty name, and we all say amen. All right, let's get into this so that we can fight the devil. We ain't supposed to fight each other. We're supposed to fight the devil. We're supposed to give him trouble. When he raises his head up, we're supposed to raise the sword up 
which is the word of God. That's why when we put on the whole armor every day, that's what it says, that we'd be able to be able to be able to stand in these evil days. Sometimes you're going to get defeated. Sometimes you're going to get knocked down. But you ain't got to stay down. Get back up with the intensity of a bulldog. If it bites up, it ain't going to let go. Well, that's the way we should be about the word of God. Get it in you. Get it so greatly in you that you're actually living it the whole time. When somebody insults you, you know to go to the word. The word says, turn the other cheek. Now, does that actually mean to let somebody hit you and turn the other way? Sometimes it might. Sometimes, no. You just have to use the word. A soft word will turn away wrath. God has every answer you need in the book. Now, how do I get to find the answers? I'm telling you. Go to Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastics. You get there, those are your weapons of your warfare. The keys to the kingdom. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. What does it mean, carnal? Anytime I get ready to talk to somebody, I can tell if they're carnal or spiritual-minded. Because one of the things they say after they're making a comment, but, well, what do you mean, but? Either the Bible is right or they're right. There's no in-between. When you hear the word but, that means they're putting their carnal-minded self up and they don't understand why they keep getting defeated. Why is it God allowing this to help me? Why is God not doing something? That's because we try to use our brain to understand spiritual things. And God says, my ways are not your ways, and neither is my thoughts your thoughts. So let's turn over to Psalms 118. Psalms 118, the keys to the kingdom. All right. I see there's quite a few out there today. I still haven't figured out everything, how to do these things, but we'll do step by step, inch by inch. All right, I better not do anything because I'll mess it up. <laughs> All right, Psalms 118. I have uh, Rhonda Mayberry with me today, and she'll be reading the scriptures. Also, uh, there'll be others of you. I'll be calling on you while we on the air so that you can give your understanding of the thing spiritual, what it means to you. Because if you don't have an understanding of what it means to you, I can teach you all day, but it'll never change you. When you get a spiritual understanding, you change. You used to have an anger issue. You start getting rid of it. You have a, a, shy, a, reason, a, a shy personality. You start to change it. It's all changed by the keys, and the keys is the word of God. And God says you'll never get around him you'll always have to come back to him, which is the keys, and you'll find out that it's his mercy, his mercy that endures forever. All right, uh, will you go ahead and read? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say that his mercy endureth forever. 
Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endures forever. Now, if you notice that it says, uh, in one it says mercy, in two it says mercy, in three it says mercy, in four it says mercy. Anytime God says something more than once, you need to pay attention. If it's twice, you really need to hold attention. But here's four times, and he's saying his mercy endures forever. So in other words, he's trying to tell you, you can't earn anything with God. Well, if I go to church enough, if I do this for God, if I feed the poor for God, no, no, you can't earn your way in. It's mercy. God gives you mercy. It's his mercy that redeemed you. And he can't love you any more than he does now. But if I do much, much, much more, then God's going to love me more and more and more and more. No, no. The words you have to love and then do what the word says. So here it is. It says that because he, his mercy endures forever. Now I'm going to go to Psalms 1. Let's go to Psalms 1. And I want you to think about where you're at on 18, but I want you to go to 1 now. All right. And show how the Bible connects with itself. But it hides it, and you've got to dig it out. You've got to look for it. You've got to have an understanding. And so, uh, go ahead, Rhonda. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, doeth he meditate day and night. What is law? What is he meditating on? He's trying to tell us it's the word of God. God is law. Law is God. God is rules. God is in charge. He is the one that gives us things, but it's hiding from those that want to seek things for themselves. Selfish people will never understand God. Because they're so busy worrying about themselves instead of understanding what the word of God is teaching them, how to change to love one another. And so if you want to prosper in everything, you've got to learn what the word means. Go ahead. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, and his leaves also also shall not wither, and whatever, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now, you see that last part? Shall prosper, not mean will prosper. It shall prosper. But the thing is, you've got to have the rivers of water, which is the word of God, that bring forth your fruit. What is your fruit? It's supposed to be uh, Galatians 5 and 22. The fruit of the Spirit is. It didn't say are. Is. And it shows you. This is what God wants you to do. Change. Not try to change anybody else. Change you. Change you. All right. Let's go back to uh, Psalms 118. I'm hoping y'all getting this. I mean, I remember one time I taught on, when I first entered the ministry, I taught on Ephesians 6 and 10. And people came to me and said, oh, you did a wonderful job. We just didn't understand what you were talking about. But what good is it to do a wonderful job unless i able to uh, communicate what the word is saying. 
Now I did I, I used words and everything that I had read from the uh from the books and stuff and put it together according to the books. But you don't need all those books. You need the word of God and you need the Holy Spirit. If he is not giving it to you, you're walking in the flesh and you will not understand. Go ahead. I called upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire upon them that hate me. Now, if you notice that the sixth verse, it says, the Lord is on my side. It's got to be personal. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. He said, I did not give you a spirit of fear. When you know the Lord is working with you, because you want God to work with you, I'm telling you the keys. First of all, you holler, help, Lord. Stop trying to get somebody else to tell you how to do something. Go to God himself and say, help, Lord. What happens if I don't hear from him? Go back to the word. The rule is the word is over everything. The second rule is go back to the first rule. (laughs) So if you understand what I'm saying, the first rule is the word of God. And when you don't understand, the second rule is to go back to the first rule. And the first rule is always the word. All right, keep going. Oh, we had seven. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore, shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. That's, I wanted her to go back and do the seven, Just I want you to understand, if God is for you, I don't care if the world's against you. If you understand mercy and love, mercy and love. Mercy means there's nothing you could do to earn this. God gave you mercy when he gave you his son, which is the word of God. Love is 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Read it and practice it. Read it and practice it. All right. He's going to 8th verse. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in in men. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations come past me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Now, I want you to look at that, that in number 10. It says, but in the name or authority of the Lord, will I. You see how it says? Will I destroy them? Now, look at the next verse, and it tells you the Bible interprets itself. Go ahead. All nations come past me about. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Now, if you notice that, before we read, it says, in the name of the Lord, will I destroy them? And then the next one says, in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. You've got to understand when there's a question mark and when there's a period. Everything is set upon the, the word of God and understanding. The keys to the kingdom. When the devil come at you, you don't say, oh, devil, leave me alone. You speak at him with authority. The word of God says that I have a two-edged sword, and I'm going to use it. And you don't bluff. A lot of times I see people, 
devil, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Listen, either you're going to fight him or not. Use the word of God. It's sharper than any two-edged sword ever to divide, divide. In other words, I'm dividing him from the power of his kingdom. When you hear me take the sword of the spirit and I cut the silver cord of witchcraft, I'm dividing that spirit out of his power. When you take the sword of the spirit and you cut off vanity, affliction, retaliation, you're, you're cutting them off from their authority. Now, the thing is, they can try to bluff you and speak to you. I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to make you have problems. Listen, use the word of God, which says, if God is for me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. When you start speaking these words of God, then you're speaking life and life more abundantly. When you don't, you speak the others of the devil, which is, I came to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he does. We're here to battle. We're here to help others, pull them out of the trenches and say, come on, follow me. That's why Paul said, be a follower of me as I am a follower of Christ. When you start understanding we're on a ladder, we call it Jacob's ladder. We're on a ladder. And as we start to climb up the ladder, the more knowledge we get, the more understanding we get, the more wisdom we get. And then we're able to battle those things and help others to battle by us touching and agree. That's why it says, where two touch and agree on anything on this earth, it will be done by the word or my father. My father is the beginning of all the words. We're going to look at that today, too. All right. I'm hoping y'all getting an understanding. Keep going. They compassed me about. Yea, they compassed me about. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They compassed me about like bees. They are quick as the fire of thorns. For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Thou hast thrust sore at me that I might fall. But the Lord helped me. Now you, me. you notice that in the 13th verse, that, that one word there, or the words there at the end, Lord, help me. A lot of times you'll hear me pray and my prayers, Lord, help. Why should I stress myself out trying to figure out something I can't figure out? Why should I try to figure out things when I can't, but there is one who can, the one who wrote the book? They say, well, the Bible's been tampered with and stuff, and it's changed and all that. Listen. It is tampered with when people do not understand because it's spiritual. I keep telling y'all, it is uh, written of allegories, proverbs, and it's hidden meanings. That's why it even tells you that in Proverbs. That's why I said you need to read Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Psalms. Those are just the beginning. Then you can go back and read the prophets because, like he said, I will not do anything until I tell my prophets first. So they can warn us. They're called the watchmen on the wall. So they can warn us. But a lot of times we don't want to hear it because that's not the way I think. It's not the way I believe. But, 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 and I keep telling tell people, when you usually tell me a comment and stuff, and I'm trying to listen, and I tell you something, and you come back with a but, then I'm sitting up there. I'm not going to try to see if God's talking to me to tell you what it is. 
because you don't want to hear it. That's why you come back with a but. Listen, the Bible says, uh, be quick to hear and slow to speak. What it means is stop trying to give an answer in your mind before you even ask the question. A lot of people already got their mind made up what their answer should be, and you don't give them that answer, then they're upset. I'm trying to tell you, let the word be your guide. Let the word lead you. Let the word charm you into changing the way you are and your attitude. All right, keep going. The Lord is my strength and and song and become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord do family. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth violently. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me sore, but he has not given me over unto death. When you're getting ready to go through trials and tribulations, stop thinking, this is strange. Why is God allowing this to happen to me? Listen, this is not our home. We're here to go through a warfare. We're here to go through school. And we learn how to control us first so that we can help others. Go ahead. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord this gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. Now, what is it talking about? I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. Salvation is another word for being saved, another word for being healed. It is a person that does it, and that is Jesus. Jesus is the one who sets us free. That's why I said, when the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. But what it means to be set free? Having wisdom, understanding, and knowledge about the word. And then here's the key. You use those words to unlock things. When you've been bound, you unlock it with the key of David. Y'all hear me what I'm saying? Unlock it with the key of David. What does the key of David mean? The knowledge of the beloved. And what is the beloved? Jesus. Who is the beloved? The word of God. The more you know, the more you'll speak it, and the more the devil will flee from you. That's why it says, submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Keep going. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. A lot of people trying to command God, give me this, give me that. God is not a genie. He said, what did he say? I beseech you. I beg you, O Lord. I beg you. Send now prosperity, and God will give you what you need if you've made yourself available. Well, how do I make myself available? It says, did you go to the prisons? Did you visit the sick? Did you take care of the poor? When you did this, you did it unto me. That's what he said. 
the least of them. That's me. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Learn to get away from selfishness and get back to selflessness. All right, keep going. Some hands up. 
What does the word Sarah mean that I've taught y'all in the church? Anybody want to put their hands up? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Let me push one and get out of there. Close. I don't, know let you, I don't think it'll let you out anyway, but if you just mute yourself, that's all. All right. Nobody got their hands up? They want to answer the question? Well, that means a lot of people ain't been had not thought about what it means in a long time. So I'm going to have uh, Rabbit there, Dwayne, to go ahead and explain that. What does Sarah mean? Sarah means sincerity. Aware that there's only one God. Righteous. Do what is right. Admit that you're selfish and you're not going to stay that way. And humility. Be humble. In other words, those steps will keep you from falling if you'll do it. Remember, there's only one God. There's a lot of wannabes, but there's only really one God, and he goes by his word. His word is his bond. The more you learn it, the more you'll start seeing. That's why I keep telling you, all go to Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastics. Start reading what it says. Look for the where the hidden meanings are and what it says is hidden. And it tells you that your job is to search it out, to get knowledge so you will have keys to get every situation away from you. What happens if a, a, a member, I've been praying for them, they died, and I'm sad and everything. God knows what it means, sadness. He knows what it means for people to die. He said it's precious in his eyesight. That's why I said you got to read it and see what he thinks, not the way you think. And just think about it. If a person has lived a righteous life or did what is right, they're going to go where they're supposed to go, up to the heavenly realms. And I'm trying to tell you, I've been there, so I can tell you, when you, as soon as you enter in, you feel love that you can't explain. Love is nothing that you can write down and explain. It is different when you know you are accepted. No matter what you say, you are accepted in the beloved. And you are the beloved. All right. Has anybody got any biblical questions? The the gate is open now. Just raise your hand or any comments. All right. I see there's quite a few people on there, so I'm Nobody got any questions or any comments? Oh, there goes one. Just a minute. Let me get it up here. And all right, eight six four nine eight two. Just a second. Let me make sure you on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, Genesis twenty eight. You said Genesis 28? Yes, sir. Okay. I got to get there. I got to find the scripture. Genesis. No, 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 no. Exodus. I think it's Exodus 28. Wait a minute. Let me turn my book. It's on here. 
No, it's, it's Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy. Yes. Okay. Deuteronomy 28. I hope everybody can hear. We can turn into that now. And what verse? Number seven. Verse seven. Number seven. Okay. Go ahead and read. The Lord shall cause our enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. You know, I asked you Friday night about smitten. In this verse, that also, that's a metaphor. That's a metaphor, but did you remember I just got through reading Psalms one eight Psalms one eighteen? And that tells you the Bible interprets itself. And it says understand. As I said, the the scriptures interprets itself and it just got through telling us that when uh the people that's on my side, those that's on the side of the Lord, they're gonna see my desire against my enemies. And that's when he says, uh, when they come out one way, they'll flee before the seven ways. Well, what is the number seven? And that means completeness. In other words, they will completely get away from you. That's what I was trying to tell you all before. Using the word is the key to the kingdom. And that's how your enemies will flee from you. Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil by using the word. And he will flee from you. But instead of saying seven ways, it says he will flee from you. It's the same thing. All right. Did I answer your question? Yes, sir. But I, I want to make sure that spent was a metaphor again. That's the only thing I want to know. Yeah, that's why it just, it's a metaphor. Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, let me see who's next on here. Let me see here. Um. Okay, nine one three six zero nine. I'm turning your mic on. Can you hear me? Uh, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. This is Julie. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. The Lord has been blessing. I'm still here in the land of the living. Amen to that. So my question is, I've I've been having a very hard time. When to listen, how to listen the voice of what God is wanting from me in regards of my marriage. So um, I've been just very confused whether what the Lord wants for for me, for my life, and uh, if he's going to either change this person that I am that's kind of right now it is my enemy and or if uh, I should just keep my walk with the Lord and I needing some discernment when to act uh, when to listen okay now, as I told you, the Bible has the answer for everything. It talks about marriages. It talks about divorces. 
It talks about everything you need to know, especially in the New Testament. And and when a, somebody is your enemy, you get around people that are uh, that knows how to pray the word of faith, and they have to pray that God will make your enemies at peace with you. You can look that scripture up. It's in the Old Testament in Psalms. That God will make mm-hmm. your enemies at peace with you. And if they don't want to be at peace with you, because the Bible says, get along with everybody, and there's this big word that says, if possible. That means you're not going to get along with everybody, marriage or single, kids or anything. If possible, then you leave it in God's hands, and that's why I use that prayer, Lord, help. I don't try to figure it out. I don't try to tell God how to do something. I just leave it in his hands and say, Lord, help. So, did yeah. I answer your question? Uh, yes, I I definitely um, hear that, and um, I would ask for pray- prayers because I'm trying to see God. Are you gonna operate? Are you able to operate a miracle? Or because at this point in my life, I'm putting God first place. So I not I'm not here to worship man or to worship anything earthly i guess i've learned my lesson i do have actually material wise a lot to lose and uh but i'm more concerned about my salvation at this point okay your salvation is a mercy that a person give you and that person is jesus he can't learn you, love you anymore or any less. If he says, you're mine, that saves you. The thing is, we got to walk in the spirit, which means understanding that this person, which is Jesus, has saved us. So you don't have to worry about your salvation if you're doing what's right. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why it says, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave, which is Gimel in the Hebrew, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring death. I come to give you life. And the life is the word. So you hold on to God's word. That's why I said study Psalms. Study Proverbs, study Ecclesiastics, and if you hold on to those things, you'll start seeing things, and you'll start speaking things into existence. Okay, did you hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. um, I don't know how to to get people off, so you'll have to mute your your thing, or I'll accidentally cut you off. Okay. I'll okay. mute. Okay. Okay. Who else got their hands up? Let me see here. Well, I don't see any more hands up. I see y'all's hands. I mean, see y'all on here, but unless you raise your hand, I'll not know if you got a question or not. And you raise your hand by pushing one. All right. Uh, Rhonda, you have anything you want to say? Uh, Deborah, are you out there tonight?
Okay, or Doug, are you out there? Raise your hand up. All right. Um, trying to give you a chance to ask biblical questions to change your life. It's not just, oh, I know the Bible and I need to know that. No, it's so it can change you. And when it changes you, it will change others in your life. I know uh, my mother prayed for me for 33 years for me to change. And there was no way anybody could see a change coming in me, even myself. But at age 33, it was an overnight sensation. I was partying, doing everything I thought I was big enough to do. And the next morning, after the Lord got through with me that night, I was saying, Lord, whatever you want me to do. I gave up everything. I gave up my money. I gave up my position at the post office. The only thing I wanted was the word of God. And I used to walk around with a big, gigantic Bible. It's called the Family Bible. And I would need, never wanted to be separated from it. I mean, I sleep in it in my bed and stuff. Why? Because I learned the truth. The truth is that he loves me. And all I had to do was surrender my life to give it to him since he surrendered his life to give to me. All right. Nobody got any questions or comments? Okay, Rabbit, do you have anything to say? Oh, sir, I do. Okay. Anything you got a comment on, you know, something you're getting ready to teach on soon? I can comment on what I taught Sunday because you hit on it uh, where Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 3 talking about he can only teach him on the milk, give him milk because they don't understand the deeper things. We have to understand the deeper things and it's not magic and a lot of study don't do it. The Bible says study to show yourself approved unto God. God gives the increase. Bible says one plant, another water, and God gives the increase. We have to start to start to depend on God, and He will teach us how to read His Word and understand it. That's all I got. Amen. Amen. All right, for y'all who don't know, this is uh, Dr. Wayne Byers. He's one of the members of the church, and the Lord has blessed him. He's he used to think I was crazy, but now he knows I am crazy for the Lord. That's why we call it peculiar people. That's why if you stay in the word, and it will change you. I'm telling you, the more you learn, the more you'll find out, God, this is it. This is what I needed in the beginning. All right, so I'm going to look one more time to see if there's anybody else with their hands up. And let me see here. Huh? Can I say something else right quick? Go ahead. So when I first came to Jesus Christ Teaching Ministries, y'all, I thought he was crazy. I thought he didn't know what he was talking about. But the more I, the more I read, I didn't really study. The more I read, I started coming across what he was talking about. He didn't always give it in scriptures. Sometimes he gave it in layman's terms. I'm like, this man don't know what he's talking about. He said it in the Word. But I kept looking and I kept looking, not searching for it. But it just kept coming and it kept coming. So I don't think he's crazy no more, y'all. Just a little bit. 
All right. Well, thank you. All right. Let's see about this person here. Uh, 864-982. Your mic is open. Uh, yes, Apostle. I want to go back to First uh, Peter, the second chapter. Okay, just a minute. First Peter. Yes, sir. First Peter, the second chapter, and what verse? The first and second, and probably the third board, please, sir. Okay. What is your question? Well, he talked about, you know, as newborn babes design the sincere milk of the word, and right here it talks about the newborn babes as well, that you may grow thereby. You know, I, I think I have to read the whole thing so you can answer it and uh, get, get the um, Understanding. Just of the uh, ask you this question. What is okay, your question? Okay, it says that one. You know, he talked about in First Corinthians, the third chapter, about the newborn babes. But right here it says in the second chapter uh, about the newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So I'm trying to say, what's the cause? What is you know the the Bible interprets itself. Third chapter talked about the newborn babe. And then right here in second Peter, first Peter, the second chapter, the uh, second verse talked about the newborn babes. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it's interpreting in itself. That's why I keep telling y'all the Bible always interprets itself. And that last little verse there, if you'll read it, it says, "You also, as living stones, are built up on spiritual houses as holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice." Understand where you at, Apostle? Where, where you at? The, the, right, First Peter, the second chapter, and the fifth verse. Okay, I I I, I didn't see that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. To offer a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. In other words, it's understanding the word, and then practice it. You can't just read it or get a little understanding. You got to understand the Bible really does interpret itself, and it needs no. And it's this is what's written in there. It needs no private interpretation. That's why I tell y'all, learn this for yourself, because the message is for you, and it's not for everybody else. But it's for you, and it's for you to change, and that's what we're working on, changing people. That one person told me, well, one person can't change the world. Well, Jesus did, and he was one person. Turned the world upside down. Started out with okay. one, and then it was 12, and then there was 82. Then there was, uh, when Peter was talking, there was 3,000 in one day. That's because they stopped trying to figure this thing out and let the word teach them. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you answered my question, but I have this question right behind that one. Don't we so mature that we might eat meat, the meat of the word? Yeah, but you can't mature until, first of all, you drink the milk. You cannot come I, out of the womb eating steak. I understand that. 
So that's why I keep trying to tell y'all. I don't give you the, the food to where to eat. Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastics. You keep reading that until you get it, not because you read it. You get read it until you get it. You get an understanding. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the Bible becomes clear. Because if you're not walking in light, you're walking in darkness. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you learn those three. I mean, where if I say uh, Psalms 1 or Proverbs or what is it, Psalms 51 and 10, what is 51 and 10? Create within me a clean heart, O God, and renew the mm-hmm. right spirit or the right motive. Everything you need to do, you need to check that motive. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Am I pleasing God or am I pleasing myself? And then the other thing is that when God tries to talk to you, don't shut him out. Listen to him. I had a band or somebody called me earlier and told me the Lord said one thing, and they were trying to ask me, well, what should I do? This is a quick one. If the Lord done told you something, then do what he says. Don't try to figure it out. It says, a haughty spirit goes before a fall. And what is a haughty spirit? A spirit of pride. That's why I gave y'all earlier tonight, Sarah. Write that down, study it, say it day and night. Sarah, what does that mean? Sincere, where? Righteousness admits you are selfish and you're not going to stay that way because if you don't, you confess what you believe. You believe what you confess. And the last thing is to walk humble. Humble with what? With what the word tells you to do. A soft word turns away wrath. But if you're going to argue and say something back, that's not soft word. That's not the word of God. Well, I'm hoping it's been a blessing to all of y'all. We're at 6.54 now. I'm going to ask Ron, do you have anything else? Okay. As y'all know, praying for Ron because she's been going through, and there's a lot of people out here that's going through. And as I say, I sent us a word out uh, to these people. That, uh, there's a church or organization right now, nonprofit, is trying to help with the homeless and stuff. So they're at the different Walmarts and stuff and CVS. So if you see them, stop and talk to them, see if it's worthwhile for you to invest or not. Because you never know. That could be you standing on the corner and needing a house, needing food, needing somebody to show you love and kindness, and especially the word that God gave us, mercy. So until next time, I'm about to say this is Jesus Christ Teaching Ministry, and that we are on signs, wonders, and miracles, and we are on the keys to the kingdom. We're going to be there for a couple of couple of times, and y'all be praying that God opens up a door to where. I, in fact, I had to had to, I had to close a phone off just now. The lady's trying to call me about a place. Well, we're looking for that door that God wants us to be in, not just any door, but the door. So until next Sunday, I mean next uh, Monday, y'all be blessed. Let the Lord shine upon you. That means give you an understanding of what the gospel says.
So until next time, God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.